It's the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to get your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use your promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off. Active until the Eagles or Giants lose their next game. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, October 19th, and the NBA season is back, which means the PropCast for at least the NBA player props is back this season as well. It's our first episode for the new season, and joining me here, you guys know him as the voice of the Tennis Gambling Podcast the WNBA Gambling Podcast, as well as the NBA Gambling Podcast and the NFL Gambling Podcast as well. The man that does it both on and off the court for SGPN, the Scott Studio, Rachelle, fresh coming off a plus 255 easy winner. Scott, what's going on, my man? Doing pretty well. Feels good to be on a prop show when I kind of dip my toes in for the opening day <laughs> as I had a player prop for both my lock and my dog. I ended up hitting Tatum double-double at plus 255, which was very nice. Yeah. Really never in doubt. He had his 10th rebound with, like, what, seven minutes left? It really wasn't yeah. that big of a deal. He ended up with 12, so that worked out well. Unfortunately for me, though, Clay. Still looked like last year's Clay from behind the arc, and unfortunately, he couldn't get it going. He still made two, despite how badly he shot from three. Yeah. I thought he looked okay, but unfortunately, just couldn't get a couple of other threes to fall. Uh, just seemed like there was a lid on the basket from three for about three quarters. But either way, definitely a good start when you hit a plus 255 dog. I'm not going to complain too much. I kind of just wish I swept the board, but I'm happy with how the first day went. Uh, overall, any takeaways you want to talk about from that game or for those games? Uh, at least from, I think, from the Boston and Philly game is one thing that I did notice is that Boston is playing with a lot more pace. Um, and I think that's something their head coach one was preaching or wants to preach this season is that they're going to play with it. a Yeah. Um, and then I think you mentioned it on Twitter. And, you, and then a lot of times you mentioned this last season that as, as soon as they the Sixers get behind, they just kind of give up. And you kind of saw that in their body language last night, at least in game one. Um, where they, I think it was in that fourth quarter where they got down, I think double digits. And after that, they just kind of just gave up. And there was a timeout that they called around like the four or five minute mark. I thought he would pull the starters. Doc I think it started in the third quarter. They pulled them beat a Harden went ISO mode for yeah. about three, four minutes. They got absolutely torched. And then next thing you know, you look up, Boston's up like 12 and Philly's just dejected. And I'm like, Oh, I've yeah. seen, I've seen this before. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I think that was one thing that I did notice. Um, so again, I was wrong. I was 0 and 2 on my picks last night. Uh, I thought Philly would get up for the game. They looked pretty good for about one and a half quarters, and then the second half, the Boston Celtics just kind of took over. Um, but yeah, other than that, Harden looked good to me. I know he got a couple free throws there, or at least I think it was two to three. Uh, calls well, the officiating where, was disgusting for the entire yeah, first quarter. Yeah. Rather than that, for that game, I, I think that, you know, Boston looks like Boston, and I think that they're going to be even more dangerous now that they're playing with more pace. But do you have any takeaways, at least from that game? Yeah, I definitely think that the pace made Boston look extremely solid. And a reminder, defensively, they were really good on Embiid. 
and yeah. Robert Williams didn't even play, which is really, really dangerous moving forward. Mm-hmm. Boston looks like a very good team. I made a joke about it, but I don't know how serious I actually was. Is Boston's interim coach already better than Doc Rivers? I don't know. I can have that conversation. <laughs> but I thought that last night he was better than Doc Rivers. I thought he did a good job. Also, a shout out to him for giving Blake Griffin three minutes of playing time in the fourth quarter. I respect yeah. it, you know, for no reason at all. Uh, but still, I thought the Celtics played very well. I thought they played the best of any team last night. Yeah. The Lakers were atrocious. We mm-hmm. tried to warn everybody they're not yeah. going to be good. The Warriors, I thought, would win 60 games. They looked like a 60-win team last night. Nothing really changed from there. So the yeah. games didn't exactly surprise me. I think the one thing that I do have to at least rant about, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, the biggest loser last night, was TNT. It's the first two games of the season. Can you at least sync up the sound? Oh, yeah, that broadcasters? was so bad. It's yeah. the first game. You, like, <laughs> well, first of all, you mess up the sound, so people can't even listen to the game with the sound on because the announcer is telling you the ball went in before you even see the ball go in. Second of all, why did you change the scoreboard? Yeah. I love the TNT scoreboard. It covered up the entire bottom. Like, it was, it was perfect. And now you move it in the corner. You got bonus written vertically. People can't read that. You got small arrows pointing to which team's in the bonus. I thought yeah. TNT had a brutal night last night. That's my brief rant. Yeah, I was getting annoyed with it. At at a at point, I just I just put on mute. You had to. You had to, yeah. Just because the announcer was – he was about half a second to a second. Um, he was quicker announcing what was happening versus what we were actually seeing on TV. So, yeah, you're right. That was absolutely bad. I need to get these off my chest. I took the under last night as my lock in the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors game. Bit of an explosion there in the fourth quarter. Oh, my goodness. It was 87-100 with about 5.58 to go. They go on to score 45 points in about five minutes, five five minutes and 53 seconds to absolutely just murder that play. And uh, didn't feel good for me at at that point. And I, I, I was just having a rough time with that last night. I thought it was in the bag. Went back to check the score, and they had a hundred or two hundred and twenty-seven points. I was like, "What the hell happened?" Go back and look at the play-by-play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was just endless time. buckets. But I ended yeah. up actually losing a live prop I made in that game. I live bet Wiseman under thirteen and a half points, rebounds, and assists, mm-hmm. and he was at thirteen with like a minute thirty to go. The yeah. ball went off Kaminga. Should be a turnover. They're like, no, 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 Warriors ball three seconds on the clock. They just set up Wiseman for a post-up fadeaway, and he just drills it with like a minute 30 to go. He landed 15. Yeah, I, I, I took his double-double last night around 22 to 1. He finished with eight points. And I saw the first rebounds. quarter, and I'm just like, he looks awful out there. Yeah. And then he was really good in the second and third quarter. Yeah. They didn't play him for the first 11, like 10 and a half minutes of the fourth. And I'm like, do I have a, do I have a shot at this? And then he just hits a step. He hits like a fadeaway jumper. I'm like, I didn't even know you had that in your game. And I ended up losing there. But either way, good day in the NBA for the first day of the season. But yeah, definitely the last couple of... Uh, Minutes there were brutal for underbetters of any kind. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So for the first uh, prop cast for the new NBA season, we'll get into some player props here. But before we get into the player props, let me tell you guys about WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet one hundred dollars get a hundred dollar free bet. Plus. 
The WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. And looking to join the WinBet's biggest winner's club? Well, whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. WinBet is truly hashtag DGENs only. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Scott, let's get into our player props here. I'll give you the floor first. My man, what's your first player prop for this Wednesday schedule in the NBA? So for the first one, I could have potentially gone to an unsung hero, a role player. No, that's not fun. I'm going to go to the defending MVP. I'm going to take Nikola Jokic over 48.5 points, rebounds, and assists at minus 105. It's a huge number. Until you realize it's actually an extremely low number based on what happened last season. So a reminder... Rudy Gobert, pretty good defensive player, future Hall of Famer, several-time defensive player of the year, award winner. Jokic played against Utah three times last year, and these were the stat lines. 25-15-14, and 26-21-11, and he had had 24-6-6. Now, the last one's extremely low. There's a caveat to it. He only played 15 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> he had 24 6 and 6 in 15 minutes and then I believe he got ejected. So basically he just destroys this number and now Gobert is not on the roster yeah. and Kelly Olynyk is the new starting center. Good luck. I think Jokic explodes for a monster game tonight and I think that if you want to talk about some value plays, I saw a Jokic triple double at plus 380. Oh no. Give me that. All day, every day. But based on last year, he had two triple doubles. He had a 21 rebound game, a 15 rebound and 14 assist game. And now they got Olenek. And if you look at the spread, it's only seven. So it seems like people think Utah can maybe hang around a bit. I think Jokic might play 38 minutes maybe if the game's somewhat close. But he owns this team. And now Gobert's not there. 48 and a half. I think Jokic can name his his uh, stat line in this game. Give me the over on Jokic. I think the key thing there is that right you talked about like Rudy Gobert not being there anymore because I was he looking at, him anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I was looking at his rebound props last or uh, when we were getting uh, ready for the show and I think I saw it at 13 and a half. I think this He's might 13 be 13 and a half like minus 130 or something. Yeah. And I think this might be a game where he gets into like close to maybe like 20 rebounds in this game mm-hmm. because I just don't even trust the shooting of the uh, Utah Jazz. It's still sitting at 13 and a half, but I think it just makes more sense for that triple double uh, that you just mentioned there for uh, Nikola Jokic. And we're not so sure how many minutes that. Jamal Murray is going to get. I still think that he is working his way back from the torn ACL that he did suffer, you know, a couple seasons ago. So it's going to have to be, again, be the Nikola Jokic show. And we know that this guy, even by halftime, could have a triple-double for this Denver Nuggets team. So, yeah, I love that, especially the history that he has against his Utah Jazz team. Also, to throw in the actual line movement on this game, the total Mm -hmm. opened up at like like 218, 219. Uh It's at 225. Wow. Like the line moved up arguably seven or like six or seven points mm-hmm. in a Utah total. That seems like sharp money to me. I'm expecting a track meet here. So give me Jokic to put up another monster stat line. I will be betting that triple double. 
put it in some long shot parlays, bet it straight. I don't care. Jokic should go for a massive game. I, I was laughing so hard going through the numbers, and I saw 24, 6, and 6, and I looked at the minutes tracker, and it said he played 15 minutes. That was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But, yeah, I'm, I'm on the over. I think Jokic kills this team tonight. Yeah, I love it. All right, uh, for my first player prop, I'm going to go over to my hometown team. I'm going to be a homer here. Uh, but I thought this number was really conservative. We talked a lot about this guy on the award show. Jalen Green, uh, give me over 22 and a half points for him uh, for this game tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. No, last season we talked about this on the prop cast when Eric Gordon and Christian Wood took a seat uh, for the rest of the season for the uh, Houston Rockets. And you take a look at what Jalen Green did in the final uh, final nine games of the regular season last year. Eight of those nine games, he went over this projection of 22 and a half. He had one game where he only finished up with eight points, but it was a rough shooting night against the Toronto Raptors. But he had a stretch there where he had five games in a row where he scored 30-plus points. And we talked a lot about his three-point shooting in that span as well, where he made at least four three-pointers in eight of those nine games. And he had five that he made in, I think, I want to say, yeah, in five of those nine games. But... The point is, is that now that Christian Wood's no longer on this team, that opens up more shots for Jalen Green. So far in the postseason, uh, sorry, the preseason, he played in four games. One game, I think it was the first game where he had a rough shooting night. But after that, in three games, he led the Rockets in shot attempts and he led the team in scoring. In all three of those games, he had at least uh, 23 or more points. Didn't total- he go like 10 for 15 in one of those games for like 30 and change? Yeah, he did. And I think what I really like is that his three-point shooting has been improved as well. And I think that he's going to have a lot more opportunities, Scott, to get to the free throw line as well. Um, he played this Atlanta team. I know the last game of the regular season last year, they played them tonight. He, in 40 minutes in that final game last year, 14 of 26, 4 of 11 from three-point land, 9 of 11 from the free-throw line. He finished up with 41 points in that game. And I know, obviously, the motivation factor was not there probably for either team in that game, but we have a very high total in this game here tonight as well. I think at, what, 233, if I'm not mistaken, 234 now? Yeah, I see 234 as well in some spots, so it's going up. Yeah, so I think we're expecting a track meet in this game. I think that points and shots will be a plenty. The pace is going to be high. I like Jalen Green to score at least 25 here tonight for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, uh, the over for that full game was my lock for the NBA podcast. So I'm expecting yeah. points. I thought about doing a Jalen Green prop as well, maybe personally, but I let you get all the glory for that one because it is uh, your favorite team. So I yeah. decided not to <laughs> piggyback off that, uh, but I definitely like the play. All right, let's get over to your next player prop. What do you got? So my next one, I'm going to take a guy who I believe led the league in scoring a couple of years ago. You might have to correct me on that or not. It's going to be Bradley Beal in his first game off injury, taking on the Pacers. We've talked at nauseum about taking blind overs in Pacer games all season long, especially for opponent team totals. Beal's point total in this game is 22 and a half. I have the same props. So I'll let you take minus 115, which I just think is extremely low. And I get if you want to be concerned about his first game back. I know he missed some time with an illness in preseason. He played the final preseason game 30 minutes, so he is fully fine. He's going to play a bunch of minutes in this game. But Indiana defensively is a train wreck. And Beal, historically speaking, has owned Indiana. Yep. So to go yep. through my bullet points here, first of all, the Wizards team total in this game is about 116. 
or 115. If they're going to score that, I'm assuming Beal gets to at least 23. Uh, Beal has scored at least 25 points in each of his last six games against the Pacers. And the Pacers ranked 28th in defense efficiency last year. So I think Beal is in line for a very good game. We know Indiana can't guard anybody. They want to play up tempo. And Beal torches this team regularly for the last couple of years. Give me Beal over 22.5 points at roughly minus 110. Yeah, I have the same uh, player prop here as well. Um, you mentioned it right there. Six straight games against the Pacers where he's had 24 or more points, 25 or more points to be exact. He had a 50-piece in that um, in one of those games back in 2021. Um, and then you kind of just look at what you just mentioned, like the team totals and the totals for the game, right? I think this is going to be a game where we see pace as well. And we talked about this last season with the Pacers is that they don't play any defense. I think it's going to be the same thing this year, especially when you have Rick, Carl- Rick Carlisle as a head coach where he just wants to go out and just outscore the opponent, meaning first 125 is probably going to win this game. So I It was think, the same uh, in preseason, by the way. They were they were involved in a bunch of track meets all preseason long. Yeah. Um, so, again, I, I, th- I saw this number. I really thought that it was going to be around 25 and a half for yeah. at least Bradley Beal, but at 22 and a half, 23 and a half, yeah, I think that he, this is a game where he gets at least 26, uh, then close to 30 points in this game. So I love it as well. So I have this as well. Um, let me say that later on to mention them. Yeah, if you if you have one, you can give it out. But uh, uh, since we're talking about this, I was wondering game, if you did. I, I, I'll, I'll find another one in okay. the meantime. Um, so since we're on this game, let me go ahead and give out a prop in this game. And um, it's going to be Tyrese Halliburton. Um, double double. I'll go double-double, and I'm going to also go points and assists for this game. You take a look at last season when we got traded over to the uh, Indiana Pacers, right, when Malcolm Brogdon was out, and you just kind of go through the numbers. Like, he was the man uh, for this team offensively and also dishing the basketball. He, he was still doing a great job of dishing the basketball when he was with the uh, Sacramento Kings, but just the points – weren't there for him. And that was because, you know, he's playing with De'Aaron Fox and, and those guys that, that need the ball in their hands to be effective. Um, but I think the pure assist numbers is what's really sticking out to me in this game. And I think we take a look at this roster, Scott, it's pretty much Tyrese Halliburton. We know no more Malcolm Brogdon. It's going to be Hallie and it's going to be uh, Ben Matherin. Uh, Matherin's a bench player right now for this game. Yeah, and he's so. yeah coming off the bench. So it's what, Buddy Heald and yeah. Halliburton? A little bit of Duarte, but that's basically yeah. it. But I think that, it, again, this the Rick Carlino knows that Halliburton is the future of this franchise, at, at least from the, at least the point guard position. So I, I know that he's going to get the points. I definitely know that he's going to get the assist. So at 25 and a half, this was a number that is very conservative to me. I'm trying to look up the double-double for him as well in this game. Let me see if I can find that here uh, for Halliburton. I want to um, say it was plus 130 last night, but let me see if I can pull that up. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. So, so at least for points and assists for my play, it's at 25 and a half. Uh, I'm not sure if you could find that double double for me in the meantime. Uh, uh, let, let me see. see what I can get. Uh, at 125 plus 125. Okay. Point is, yeah. yeah, around plus 130. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'll take that for uh, Tyrese Halliburton tonight, both over on the points and assists and the double double plus 125. Cool. All right. What do you got for your uh, next prop? So my next one is going to be uh, involving a star player, and I'm actually going to take an under. It's going to be John Morant. I'm going to look at his his three-pointers. I'm going to take him under two and a half at around minus 136. I know Jaw's a great player. 
when did we suddenly start expecting him to hit three pointers in like every given game? When did that become a thing? I don't. <laughs> Is he a good three point shooter? Not really. He's not like atrocious, but he's not very no. good at it. But you're looking at his overall numbers, and I think this number's too high. Morant only attempted four and a half three point shots per game last season. Not exactly much margin for error. He's never shot better than 34.4% from three in a single season. The Knicks ranked tied for fourth in opponent three-point percentage last year, and Morant has had five career games against the Knicks. He's had less than two three-pointers made in four of those five meetings, so not even less than three, less than two. I think two and a half is way too high for three-pointers because we know Morant wants to go to the hoop. Yeah. He might settle for a couple of threes, but if he's only going to attempt four, which is a reasonable assumption. Am I expecting him to hit three out of four? No. If he attempts five, do I think he'll hit 60% of his threes? No. I don't think the volume's there. I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I like it. Um, the key thing that you mentioned, that because I do remember the Knicks were one of the better three-point defending teams last season, and we know that he's going to want to get to this to the hoop against uh, this uh, New York Knicks team uh, tonight uh, in their first game here. So, yeah, no argument for me. I mean, you laid out the numbers about his three-point percentage there. He's, I not think. All, he's gotten better. He's just not that yeah. good at it still. Yeah, I mean, look, he's a, his, his, his jump shot is improving, and I think that's something that we talked about last season for um, John Moran is that if he wants to take his game to the next level – Versus having to, you know, drive to the basket every time and and you know putting his body on the line, he's going to have to develop a, a jump shot. And I think we're slowly starting to see that transition uh, for uh, John Moran making get mid-range jump shots and improving his three-point shot as well. But at least for at least game one, going up against a team that did pretty well was top five in defending the three-pointer last year. Yeah, no argument, no argument for uh, me on this player prop. Um, all right, before we continue our player props for this Wednesday night schedule, let me tell you guys about No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play and pick them contests versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn money for correct, sorry, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 extra entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player props over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at No House Advantage or download the app on the App Store to get your first deposit match of up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today. And experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Roster brought to you by Babbel. Look, when we were in high school, we didn't want to take those foreign language classes. It was just something that we wanted to check off of our uh, credits required to graduate. And we really didn't pay attention. So that C plus or that C minus was good enough for us to graduate. But now we're probably regretting not learning those foreign languages because, you know, when you're traveling around the world, it's turning into a bilingual or even a trilingual world, right? But now with Babbel, you can learn those languages now that you should or want to learn. Babbel is that language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off your list. 
With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers and not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective, and with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. So... To take advantage of this right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash SGP. That's babble.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble, language for life. All right, Scott, let's keep it rolling here, my man. Um, I will get into my next player prop, and I am going to go to – let's go to that Thunder game that we were talking about earlier or we weren't talking about, but it was um, I was looking at. I'm going to go with Josh Giddy points, rebounds, and assists right now. I'm currently seeing that number at 31.5 for uh, Josh Giddy. And now is, is SGA back, Scott, do you know, or is he out with that ankle injury? Uh, no, according to reports, it seems like the knee's fine, so he's going to be able to play. Okay. Well, regardless, I, I think that this is going to be one of those seasons where we do see Josh Giddy take that next step forward uh, for this Oklahoma City Thunder team. We saw in the preseason he was filling up the stat sheet with points and assists. But again, I know this is a guy that can score and get to the basket as well. I I, I feel like they may be a little cautious with SGA with, with him coming back with that knee injury. So I think that for getting to take a next step in his career when and being that what top six top five pick he was for the thunder i think this might be the season where we you know he takes that next step forward i think it's going to be in this game one where i think defensively the interior for the Timberwolves is going to be good with rudy gobert there now but i think perimeter defense with Anthony Edwards there and D'Lo there. They're not going to be playing a lot of defense. So I do see Josh Giddy putting up points in this game, but also this guy has been a guy that just fills up the stat sheets. I know last season they shut down SGA uh, for a good portion of the season, and this guy was pretty much a walking triple-double for the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Just to kind of go through his numbers last season, he averaged 12.5 points, 7.8 rebounds, and 6.4 point assists per game. He did finish last season with uh, the final, at least the final four games, where he notched triple doubles in those games. I'm not asking him to get a triple double here tonight, but at 31.5, I think this is a guy that can fill up the stat sheet, like I mentioned, to get me over this point, rebounds, and assists combined over 31.5 here. Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I don't mind it. I think the only concern is if Shea's going to have the ball in his hand the entire time. But yeah. we've seen Giddy do a really good job of playing with Shea in the past. Mm-hmm. They eventually unleashed him once Shea was put on the shelf for the rest of the season. But if Oklahoma City wants to do anything this season, they're going to need both of them to grow yeah. together. So I do think chemistry is going to be a big piece for this team. I don't mind Oklahoma City performing well tonight. Uh, potential foreshadowing for some other podcast, but we'll see. Mm, interesting. All right. Uh what else you got for player props? So those were my main three, uh, okay. but I know we overlapped on Beal. I wanted to ask your thoughts, though, because I was looking at one involving my favorite team, the Nets, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it because foul trouble kind of concerned me potentially. Yeah. But I was looking at Claxton, okay. and his rebound number is seven and a half, and it's even money on the over. Mm-hmm. They got rid of Drummond. Mm-hmm. And their backup right now is Sharp. And Sharp's still very, very young. He wasn't on the team for half the year because he was in the G League. 
But you're looking at what the Nets want to do, and Claxton's a big piece of that because defensively, you can match him with Simmons and even Durant, and you have yourself a pretty solid and versatile defensive unit. Now, Claxton will not be in the final unit because I'm assuming Durant's going to play center in the final starting five. But still, Claxton is the starting center. The Nets really like him. He gives you defensive versatility. The problem is I'm not sure how he's going to stop Valanchunas or Zion because he's giving up roughly 60 pounds to each of them. But seven and a half at even money on the on the rebounds for a guy who probably should play north of 25 minutes in this game. Mm-hmm. The number seems a bit low, doesn't it? I like the over seven and a half rebounds at even money. Yeah, I thought it would be closer to like eight and a half. I know it, they wouldn't price it at nine and a half, but... He might get his rebounds robbed from him by KD and Simmons, which I guess is the argument. But yeah, that's the only thing that I was just going to play so many minutes. And we know Valanchunas can shoot a little bit, not much. Mm-hmm. Claxton should be in the paint for a decent amount of this game. The numbers just seem low to me. He should be, especially with the matchup with Valanchunas, right? Because and the Pelicans really, want to dominate in the paint. Yeah. And he's going to have to be in there. And I know I think that if he does play, I think the key number for Claxton is going to be if he plays 25 minutes. Yeah, that's the number I, think, I had in my head. Yeah, that he should get uh, over this number. I'm trying to quickly go through their game log here through the preseason. I know we can't take a lot away from the preseason, but just kind of looking at the numbers, um, he had one game, five rebounds, where he only played about 14 minutes, uh, 18 minutes, only had two rebounds. But again, it's preseason. But uh, yeah, seven and a half, I think that number is a little conservative. I think he'd get to eight to nine easily. Again, the only he's argument is like starting center. Yeah. And the only argument is, you know, competing with rebounds with Kevin Durant. And um, I don't know how many minutes Simmons are going to play either. Yeah. And that's a question mark. So I think this might be an opportunity to take of those uh, the loose lines, um, at least early on until the books maybe tighten up on the player props, because I think there's there's several advantages that we can take care or have against um, the books right now, especially on player prop markets, because they're probably just spitting it out of a, a model or whatever the hell they have. Yeah, I'm just trying to see what the double double is. I'm not sure if Claxton's going to get there because I witnessed him going basically one for 14 from the foul line. It was pain and yeah. suffering, but mm-hmm. double double for Claxton. <laughs> Plus 390 for a starting center? He's going to get the lobs, right? The point, yeah, I don't he think gets points the lobs. You're going to have to worry about potentially doubling with you know Durant and Kyrie. We know Simmons never wants to shoot. There's no take fouls anymore. We saw Simmons hit Claxton with that no-look backwards pass in one of the preseason games. He's mm-hmm. going to run the floor, and I think that in a game that has a total of 230 and a half, you're expecting pace in this game, right? I mean, New Orleans wants to run with Zion and Ingram and everybody else. So yeah. I see lobs, putback dunks. You got some shots there, but I think Claxton's a good player. The issue is he's not a great free throw shooter and he can't really shoot besides dunks, but plus 390 for a starting center to get a double-double? Yeah, I like it. I would throw it in the yeah, parlay. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, put it with Joe, it's triple-double. Have some fun. A two-pick that pays out of like 20-something to one. Why not? Yeah. Um, I'll give out one more here, and I'm going to go – I'll go Jared Allen's rebounds currently sitting at 10.5. Uh, I'll take the over on that uh, for him here tonight. Well, Again, kind of so. – yeah, I mean, this guy is just a rebounding machine. We know that. And we kind of take a look at the matchups that he's had against the Raptors. Going back to 2020 when he was with the Nets before he uh, went over to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, 13 rebounds, 15 rebounds, 7, 13, and then in one game he only had two, but he only played 10 minutes in that game. I believe he left with an injury in that game. But the point is we talked a lot about the Raptors not really having that 
that traditional center uh, in their starting five, at least. I know Precious Achua comes off the bench for them, but I just from a size perspective, uh, Jared Allen should get those rebounds. I know he has to compete with Evan Mobley throughout the season, but I think this might this is a game where Pascal he, might be starting at center. I mean, yeah. So I think that he could get 11 rebounds here. So I'll throw that one out there as well. Over 10 and a half rebounds for Jared Allen. Yeah. All right. What You got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I like it. I, I think that Allen, based on the size differential and the fact that we know how good he is when he's healthy, I do think that he could walk into thir- like 15 and 13 in this game. Like it, yeah. He was an all-star last year. Like he, yeah. he put up some massive numbers before he got hurt. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, all right, before we get into best bets for this Wednesday night schedule for our player props, let me tell you guys about Fubo TV. And if you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. And we're also brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. So to take advantage of this, all you got to do is go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one side for all your game day bets. All right, Scott, uh, let's give out a, a best bet that we like from the props that we did give out. Um, where do you want to go with yours as a best bet? So there are a couple that I really like. I still think the Beal one's very mispriced, but I am actually going to go with the first one. Assuming this game doesn't turn into an absolute rout in the first 30 minutes or so, give me Jokic over 48.5 points, rebounds, and assists. I, I don't really know how I'm supposed to avoid it. The numbers last year, just to run through them again, 25, 15, and 14, 26, 21, and 11, and 24, 6, and 6, in 15 minutes, I have to like the over. That was with Gobert playing. Now they have Olenek. Jokic is going to kill this team. DFS yeah. lineup, he's an autoplay. In props, he's an autoplay. Triple-double, plus 380 for odds alone, I think, is an autoplay. I think Jokic goes nuclear tonight against a division rival in the first game of the season. Give me Jokic to put up some ridiculous stat line where he reminds everyone why he was MVP last year. Yep. No argument from me on Nikola Jokic. Um, I'll start the season off by being a homer. Give me Jalen Green over 22 and a half um, points against the Atlanta Hawks here tonight. I laid out the case when we talked about it. Um, I like this all the way up to 25. Jalen Green is going to be the offense for this team. Uh, this season, right? With Christian Wood out of the way, I know Eric Gordon's on this roster, but I think even Eric Gordon, no, as a as a professional, that Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., and Jabari Smith are the future of this franchise. So, um, you know, we've seen improvements over the last season from Jalen Green. I think that continues here. I think that he's going to lead this team in uh, shots, uh, attempts. And again, we talked about how this total is climbing and we're going to expect to see a lot of points. 
I think that the leading scorer tonight will be Jalen Green for the Houston Rockets. So at 22 and a half, 23 and a half, where you do find that number, I uh, like the over all the way up to 25. I'm not going to go against it when I gave him out to win most improved. Yeah. 61. So. <laughs> it only helps your case there if he gets yeah, a, drops a 30-piece on the first night uh, of the NBA season. All right, Scott, that's going to do it for the PropCast, our first uh, episode for the new NBA season. We'll have at least a PropCast at least uh, three times a week uh, rotating between uh, Scott and some other co-hosts that we will have for the PropCast. But anything else you want to get off your chest, my man, before we get out of here? Not really. Uh, sticking with the NBA, Terrell and I did do an NBA gambling podcast for Wednesday's cards, so check that one out. I know that NBA season was very profitable last year. It's going to be profitable this year. Let's keep it rolling. Besides that, still doing the tennis podcast, still doing the NFL podcast with Terrell. The totals episode just dropped, so look into that one or watch it. Besides that, also I'm going to be doing the Thursday night props and DFS show with Terrell later. So get excited for that. We actually might have a mediocre Thursday night game for once. Yeah. Maybe. So there was a new <laughs> Call of Duty that came out. Kyler Murray's on a short week. I don't know if he's going to struggle or not. We'll find out. But either way, you can find me on Twitter where I link all the podcasts and everything that I'm in. And I also do my free YouTube uh, picks every night. So if yeah. you want those, you can find those on Twitter as well. So let's uh, let's make some money tonight. Let's go. Whoever would have thought that we would be talking about Call of Duty when we're handicapping NFL football. But here we are, Scott. Tyler's just that special, man. It's just that special. All right. Uh, yeah, like uh, Scott said, make sure to check out all the pods that are happening across the network for SGPN. Follow uh, Scott on Twitter at Rishel Radio. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. We'll be back Friday for another episode of the PropCast for the NBA. PropCast. Uh, coming up for the NFL as well. Me and Rod will be doing the Thursday night player props as well as the NFL Week 7 Sunday games player props. So look out for that. Now is the best time to subscribe to the PropCast if you haven't already. And please leave us a rating and review as well. All right. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break, break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>